Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Happy Friday. We got a good guest today. We do. She is a Glamgelino favorite. As, as shown by the amount of people that tell us they buy her products after we talk about them. So we're very excited. Yes. So today we have Alicia Yunan. Alicia Yoon is a Korean skincare expert, esthetician, but you guys know her because she is the founder of Peach and Lily, a leading source and retailer for all things Korean beauty. In 2018, though, she launched her own brand, Peach and Lily Skincare, which I feel like really put her and the brand on the map. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, Peach and Lily Skincare is a 100% worry-free, which is how she describes it, and cruelty-free line, which uses clinically proven ingredients. Um, and I think the most popular product that she carries is the iconic glass skin refining serum, which Kirby and I both love. So many of you love. It has sold out numerous times. It is that good. Um, and so we're going to get to talk to her a little bit more about that product today, as well as some new glass skin um, products that she's adding to the collection. Um, so yeah, we are super, super excited to have her on today. Um, she is just such a wealth of knowledge for skincare, Korean beauty, eczema. We learned so much. Blew our minds, actually, right? Get ready for bleach baths. How did we not know what that was? Wild. Wild. Mind blown. <laughs> Can't believe it. Yes. So listen in and get ready to get educated by Alicia Yoon. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Kirby. We are so, so, so excited to finally have you on the pod. Kirby and I are huge Peach and Lily fans, but more importantly, our listeners, our Glam Gelinos, are huge, huge Peach and Lily stands. Wait, well, Alicia, I don't know if you've seen this. Hold on. I have to pull it up on our IG right now. We got a user testimonial about how much they love the glass skin refining serum. Oh, that's so great to hear. I love that. <laughs> this was in our Facebook group, okay? It says, hi, fellow Angelinos. Just wanted to share these results. The first time I listened to the pod, Kirby and Sarah talked about the Peach and Lily glass skin refining serum. I purchased it and I used it every day until the last pump. Today, I finally finished the bottle. Sad crying face. These were my results. My skin had past acne scars and pigmentation. I was also dehydrated a lot and my pores felt huge. I have noticed a significant difference in the clarity and texture of my skin. Really loving the results of this product. I just repurchased it, hashtag loyal. And she said, I hope this is helpful for anyone wanting to try it. No makeup, edits, or filters on this photo of me. And she posted a photo of her skin and it looks amazing. And then she took a really cute photo of the product itself and posted it too. So we posted it 
on our Instagram and people were like, oh my God, I have to have this now. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that is really just fuels everything that I do, our team does. So, you know, everything is for, you know, people, our peach community and you know, it's amazing to hear that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for having me. I'm such a huge fan of both of you guys and the podcast. So I'm just delighted to be here. We are so delighted. Um, when we got the email about the new product launching, we're like, oh my God, because we've been really wanting to have you on, especially with how popular your products have been with our community. We wanted to make sure that you could come on and share your story because um, people really you know, look up to you and respect you. So I'm glad we're getting to see you. Wish it was in real life, but one of these days, once it's back to normal times, we'll, we'll, we'll find a time to get back together. A hundred percent. So Alicia, we here in Los Angeles start every episode by asking our guests, what's, what's on, on your, your face? face? You know, walk us through as many or as little products as you want. Um, but we'd love to know how you got your glowing skin today. <laughs> yeah. So this morning I basically did um, a double cleanse, even though it's the morning because I wore a pretty, um, the overnight star sleeping mask that has some oils in it. And I just wanted to just have a clean slate and plus it's never a hundred percent completely clean in our bedrooms. And so I did a little bit of the peach pudding makeup cleanser, um, which is just an oil-based cleanser. And then I followed up with the power calm hydrating gel cleanser. And then I did the good acids pore toner. Um, I don't use the good acids pore toner every day, but you know, for days that I feel like my skin can have just a little bit more polishing, it's like a daily super gentle exfoliator. So did that. And then I went in with my glass skin refining serum. And then I did just a tiny bit of um, a uh, eye cream called the Eco Your Skin Eye Essence. Um, I did the Pure Peach Retinoic Eye Cream the night before. And that always helps my eyes look very vibrant the next morning. But the Eco Your Skin Eye Essence also just kind of instantly fills in lines and wrinkles. So I like doing that in the morning. And then I followed up with the matcha pudding antioxidant cream. Um, and then I always, always wear the Skin Shield Blurring Primer because, uh, well, first I do SPF before I do this. So an SPF I'm lately using a lot is the Root Tree Moby Therapy UV Sun Shield. It's a Korean SPF, no white cast. And of course with SPF, as you can see, like, you know, I just have like sun coming in all day long. And so I do reapply every few hours. So I have a few layers of that from throughout the day. And I also use a skin shield blurring primer because I also want that protection um, for my skin against pollution, blue light, all that stuff. And then I mist throughout the day as well. So I am using the Glass Skin Veil Mist. And it sounds like a lot of things on my face, but you know, they're thin layers, they're, uh, you know, lightweight, they absorb really well. So, you know, it's not heavy or uncomfortable on skin. But, you know, given that I have sensitive skin, and I do have eczema, I do really need to provide my skin with the support and all that nourishment and hydration to keep my skin smooth sailing. So that's um, what's on my face right now. I love it. I uh, am wearing the primer right now. I've been wearing it since I received it. And I love it. Um, it feels so good. I feel like it is kind of like a filter. And then I love that it just acts as an extra layer of protection against all the uh, environmental aggressors. So 
Awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, what your skin type was, but I'm, I'm glad you covered that. And also, I feel like we're burying the lead. The The Glass Skin Mist is the new Glass Skin product, which is, is very important. <laughs> we need to talk about this. So the Glass Skin Mist, new part of the Glass Skin family, launched yesterday, August 27th, right? Yes. So excited Amazing. to finally introduce it after two years of when our glass skin serum first launched. I, I, Sarah, I know that we have written in here later on, but I feel like, why don't we talk about it right now? Um, why a mist? I think this is a really interesting uh, direction to go. So let's talk about it. Why did you go from the serum to the mist? Yeah. So when we launch products at Peach and Lily, it's always with a very specific need in mind. And it's never just to have like, oh, another product that's just called glass skin. Plus, it takes a long time to formulate products the right way, the way that we want to do it. Um, but when it comes to really, what does it mean to have glass skin, right? It's really, when your skin is at its healthiest, it really looks glassy from within. Poreless, luminous, translucent looking skin because your skin is really in its best condition. And in order to give your skin that support, the glass skin serum that you can use day and night really helps to transform your skin um, and give you that glass skin. But then in the middle of the day, we have things that just happen, right? So there's um, everything from pollution, there's a lot of different kinds of pollutants and they're all small enough to enter our skin's pores and they can really be causing microaggression towards our skin all day long. There's also just toxins around us, internal stress from our busy lifestyles or maybe you had a stressful day you know, of course, we want to live a very picture-perfect life where we're like, yes, got my eight hours of sleep, but that may not always be happening. Um, and then there's also microclimates we're in and out of. So it might be very humid outside, and then we come inside, and there's like the AC going. So throughout the day, our skin needs that extra support, and not just replenishment of hydration, but really this kind of extra replenishment of anti um antioxidants, as well as ingredients that help to quell inflammation and calm skin. So whenever, you know, people are like, I'm having an off skin day, it's not full blown inflammation where you clearly can tell I have agitated skin, my skin is red, reactive, flaky. That's almost very obvious. Okay, my skin is highly irritated right now. But there are days where your skin, you can't quite put your finger on it, but it's just not looking its best. And oftentimes the culprit of that is lack of hydration or this low grade inflammation that's happening that's resulting in dull skin, slightly rougher texture, just your off skin days. And when that just kind of leads one thing to another, it can actually then lead to much more visible irritation. And so the glass skin veil mist is not just a mist that simply hydrates through the day, but it really does help to calm skin it really does help to fight off some of those uh, inflammatory responses that our skin can have. It really helps to fuel skin the right way. And it's just really treating your skin throughout the whole day to give the support you need so that we call it, you can now have glass skin on tap. Um, and so you're really just replenishing your skin so that your glass skin doesn't miss a beat. So when you are um, applying it throughout the day, are you then reapplying your sunscreen right after or how does that work? Yeah, so you can kind of depending on when you're re reapplying your sunscreen. So your sunscreen schedule would kind of remain the same. And then you can apply your mist, you know, in between or right before. So the mist is much more liberal. You can 
some people like to mist one or two times a day and other people like to mist a lot more often than that. So when we were formulating this, we actually kept that in mind. So we made sure that even for people who are like, I really like misting, but I only really like to mist once or twice a day, we wanted to really include in here ingredients that are very potent, but still very gentle that can go that extra, you know, heavy lifting uh, way for you with just one or two spritzes a day. But for those who love misting all through the day, there's nothing in here that's so harsh that if you're using too much of it, it's going to be damaging on your skin. I wish I could have this uh, plugged into like a little humidifier just constantly. That's bougie as hell. Is that going to be in the baby's room? Just like gallons. (laughs) Can you sell it to me in like two gallons? So Sarah and I are huge Peach and Lily fans, obviously. Uh, As we have mentioned, we've talked about the brand on the pod multiple times. Oh, thank you for the love. (laughs) Of course. And we feel like our listeners have too. But for people that maybe are not familiar with your story, can you talk about creating Peach and Lily and then also uh, how you came up with the name? I grew up with very severe eczema. I still have severe eczema. I can't cure myself per se, but I've been able to really manage my flare-ups. So when I was Growing up, I had very visible rashes, bleeding skin, itchy skin, and I just had enough. So when I was finishing up high school um, and I had grown up half the time in Korea, so when I was in Korea, I ended up going to skin school to really just learn how to manage my own skin. And it took years after that of just really hands-on practice, trial and error, really learning more, reading more clinical studies and so forth to figure out for myself, what's working, what's not. And I so loved what it did for me that it just brought this joy into my life of being able to take control of my skin. So I started doing facials nights and weekends, you know, for the last 20 years now. And I just really loved helping other people with their skin. But I kind of just thought like with your career, you know, you do like, I don't know, like I started off as an investment banker because you know, I just always thought like skincare is my passion, like my personal hobby and a job is something different. Um, but, you know, after going to business school, I, it just, I had this moment a couple years after business school where I was like, wait a minute, I can actually combine my personal passion for helping people with their skin. Here I am doing like facials after work and, you know, um, why don't I incorporate my passion for skincare and my passion for doing something entrepreneurial and Peach and Lily came to be um, in 2012. Um, And basically, the name, first of all, I wanted to make sure, since we're digitally native, that it's easy to kind of just like type into, you know, your your browser. So it's not a really complicated name that's hard to spell. Um, But also really hinting at this freshness, this um, ripeness, this kind of um, beauty that's very natural. Um, And also peaches and lilies come up as motifs a lot in Korean artworks as a nod to our Korean beauty heritage. Um, Since we did launch as a retail site and we still have that as a big part of our platform where we curate the best Korean beauty brands onto our site. Um, And that was in 2012. And, you know, from day one, whenever anyone emails us skincare questions, only our licensed estheticians are really there uh, answering those questions because with skincare, 
you really want to be very specific and accurate with the answers we're providing. So from day one to now, it's a complimentary service. You don't have to be a customer. You don't, anyone can email lily at peachandlily.com and participate in our Ask Lily program. And it's not a bot. It's a real esthetician who is just providing just answers to your skincare questions. And through that, um, starting 2012, we started to see over the years, people were starting to ask a lot of questions about skincare filled with like a little touch of worry. Um, is this ingredient safe for me? Is this ingredient going to be okay if I mix it with this ingredient? Is this ingredient gonna clog my pores? Is this gonna cause me to break out? But also like I'm worried because I have only so much like budget that I have allocated to skincare and it's kind of a guessing game. And is this just gonna be a waste of money? Is it gonna work or not? Just a lot of different kinds of worries. And so that's when, you know, Peach and Lily, really the idea was let's create this collection that's 100% worry-free. And I think my own journey with eczema really um, informed it a lot where I really wanted this to be great for all skin. If you have rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, cystic acne, great skin, you know, it's gentle enough for every single person. And even somebody who has very resilient, normal skin that's not that sensitive, using things that are gentle, it's really great for your skin because you may not be showing it, but you're really just kind of still treating your skin with that gentleness so that over the long run, your skin is just thriving. Um, so yeah, that's how it all happened. And then Peach and Lily Collection launched in 2018. I love that um, the people that are helping out, you know, online are actually estheticians. A lot of times it's just, you know, brand representatives. They're very informed about the brand, but they don't know a lot about skin in general. Um, so they're taught like, oh, if somebody says they have dry skin, recommend this product. They're not actually asking the right questions. So um, that's a huge relief, I think, for a lot of people listening that they can go to you and um, you know visit the site and, and get that kind of information. Uh, October is actually Eczema Awareness Month, which I'm sure you know this, <laughs> having eczema. What have you found has really helped with curbing it, getting it, curbing, curbing it, <laughs> getting it under control and, and really like seeing results. First and foremost, it is important what we eat. And, you know, I consider having eczema a blessing in disguise because it's really, really forced me to become my own like health detective and really focusing on having, you know, really healthy meals um, and focusing on things that like can trigger inflammation and things that don't. So I try to stay away from uh, you know, sugars. Um, for me, dairy can be a trigger. And so it's just watching what I eat, but also just like finding easy ways to incorporate things that have an anti-inflammatory benefit into my meal. So like a uh, big fan of matcha tea. Turmeric also to me doesn't taste like much. So I just kind of put it on a lot of different things. Um, also staying really hydrated through the day while drinking water doesn't hydrate our skin directly. Um, just Whenever our bodies get dehydrated, and even for our skin, that can actually kickstart an inflammatory process that actually can then trigger things like extra oil production, as well as slow down your cell turnover process, which then leads to breakouts. And so, you know, even uh, just drinking a lot of water to help with inflammation. Um, so food is a really big part of this eczema lifestyle for me, as well as easier said than done. I do try very hard to 
get good quality enough sleep. That part is hard for me. I still struggle with that. The third part, also easier said than done, is managing stress. You know, I'm like a really bad meditator. I just like fall asleep whenever I try to meditate. <laughs> and so I've had to find like different things that work. Like, for example, when I get up in the morning, um, instead of just like checking my phone and reacting to the day, before I check my phone, I'll just write down my priorities for the day. So I feel more like I'm directing my day, you know, little things like that. And just also like not bringing my phone into the bedroom when I'm sleeping. And so that, you know, I'm really like decompressing a little bit. And I'm just like, you know, because I used to use my phone as my alarm clock. So it was like, just right there to react to. So I stopped doing that. And then when it comes to um, my flare up, I never thought I would be somebody where people would consistently be like, oh, you have your skin is so nice. Like I don't have good skin genes, you know, like growing up, I was like trying to hide my skin. And um, it's been really great to see that, you know, you can take control over your skin. And um, sometimes when like my lifestyle gets out of control, like it's just a lot of really late nights, sometimes I'll get a flare up. And there's some emergency things that I do too. bleach baths, I find pretty effective for me. So this is something that the National Eczema Association and the Mayo Clinic um, also, they have like little tips on how you can actually take a bleach bath. But um, when you have eczema, the staph bacteria is a little bit harder for you to fight off that can contribute to some of the flare-ups and rashes. And so it sounds scarier than it is, but it's sort of like creating your own indoor pool. So in your bathtub, you kind of take a little bleach bath to kind of kill the bacteria a bit. Um, and then you moisturize really, really well after. And that sometimes like as a little emergency protocol seems to work for me. Um, so I that am dying right now, Alicia. Hold like Wait, Sarah's, Sarah's yeah, face. You, I'm yeah. like, try, I, have, I was on mute. So I was like cackling. Sarah's face like, Wait, what do you put in the bleach bath? Wait, okay, you you absolutely have to walk us through this. I know it sounds like common sense, but like we are, my head has like rolled off my body at this point. Like I need to know more about this. It's so easy. It's just water and a little bit of bleach. Um, like and like Clorox bleach. Yeah, just like bleach bleach, but just a little bit. So the depending on your tub size and so forth, there's like guidelines that you can actually follow. It's almost like a swimming pool, right? The swimming, swimming pools also have, this this thing to keep exactly and so it's not as um intensive and crazy as it sounds um and at first I was thinking you know my mom is my skincare hero and she's like taught me everything I know and she also my poor mom she you know like can you imagine like your daughter since the day she's born she just has like rashes everywhere so my mom has made herself into this like eczema expert um, and you know, when she first kind of suggested that I was like, what, but I grew up a, a platform diver. So I'm like used to being in the pool a lot. So it kind of made sense to me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but I don't usually for me, I just go neck down and I'm not really doing this on my face. So I'm really just sort of neck down and, you know, there's, um, you know, I don't want to be too prescriptive cause it really kind of, you have to feel it out for yourself, but the Mayo Clinic, everyone, there's like instructions and guidelines on like how much time you should spend in there. And then afterwards, you just rinse off and you moisturize really well and very easy to do. Just you can do it right at home if you have a tub. Mind blown. Wow. I'm blown away. It doesn't hurt or anything, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. 
Wow. It's, I mean, it's like we like wash our showers and bathtubs with bleach. So it's like obviously. Yeah, we're like in there anyways. Fine. It doesn't. I'm, yeah. I'm so intrigued by this. I've literally, you taught me something I've literally never heard before. <laughs> so kudos. She was saying it so casually too. I was like, excuse me, what did you say? A, a bleach bath? I know. I, I thought I was mis- mishearing her as well. All of those things combined, like that's how you kind of take care of it. Um, like topically, I think. A lot of uh, questions that we get in the Facebook group or that I just see online a lot of times when it comes to things like eczema or psoriasis or even rosacea, they're afraid to wear or try products that are like exfoliating. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? And, and you know, what, what do you think people should take away from that? Now onto the topic of topically how to actually treat your skin, especially your face, because th- like with your body, you know, it's a, sometimes the flare-ups can happen a lot more on the body for some people uh, and some people like, you know, all over the face, but the face is always a little bit more delicate. And so for my face, like my flare-ups tend to be like from my collarbone, sort of like up to my nose area. And for whatever reason, like on my left side, it happens more and sometimes on my eyelids. And so, and then of course, all over my body too, like I've kind of the whole gamut. So I totally feel whoever's out there with eczema. Um, but for topically, so if you have eczema, typically your skin has a harder time holding moisture in. And when you're not able to hold in that hydration as easily, it can kickstart a lot of other secondary issues that's not even related to eczema. So even when we're, our skin is not well hydrated and there's not enough water content inside our skin, it can actually lead to your uh, fibroblasts not producing as much collagen and elastin as like, well, it can either, it can even lead to persistent hyperpigmentation because your melanocytes, like even with the brightening ingredients, it feels like it's still danger zones. I'm still going to stay overactive and, you know, I need like hydration. So hydration is a key to life. And with eczema, it's harder to keep that in. So I think about my skincare in a few different ways. When it comes to cleansing and we have to still really like cleanse our skin well, eczema or not, making sure to never, ever, ever use uh, cleansers that are stripping. So that's like super, you know, important for people with eczema and actually for everybody. Um, But really, really focusing on hydrating, gentle cleansers that do not irritate. Um, And sometimes, you know, when your eczema is so severe, it can create this like almost thicker, like um, very flaky, you know, kind of grayish purplish skin. And so sometimes it actually is tempting to even use like a harsher cleanser because you kind of want, you have this like impulse to just like scrub it off. But, you know, we want to just really treat that with like super, super gentle um, uh, hydrating cleansers. And so the Power Calm Hydrating Gel Cleanser, that was a really big, um, innovation because it has a very satisfying clean feel but it does not strip your skin dry and it's powerfully calming and hydrating and that was you know i know all too well what that struggle is because sometimes you use a very gentle hydrating cleanser and you're like but it's not that satisfying my face still feels a little stuffy like i feel like i still want to cleanse again um and so that's number one number two is it's like double time using things that will really soak in with humectants to grab moisture to your skin. So like before you even seal anything in, it's like, what moisture are you really sealing in? We need to like get that moisture in there. So 
Um, I love products like Essences. The Wild Dew Treatment Essence really sinks into skin, has lots of uh, humectants, like different weights of hyaluronic acid to bind moisture to skin, um, and lots of calming ingredients in there as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, with eczema, you do want to make sure that you're sealing everything in really well. So finding a great moisturizer that's great for your skin type. But for people with eczema, I do find having more lipid support. So even supplementing after your moisturizer with a great oil that isn't heavy, that's not irritating. Um, and that's just very gentle. Like the Pure Beam Lux Oil really goes a long way. The K-Beauty Rescue Balm, um, when I have flare-ups, I even put it like right on the flare-up. Um, and it just relieves it quite a bit. Um, and then for exfoliation, you know, that's a great question because we still go through the same slowdown and cell turnover process starting our 20s, like everybody else. But then, you know, you're like on top of that, I have eczema. So like, what do I do? For me, when there is an active eczema flare up, like it's active and you actually can visibly see it, on that, I'm not exfoliating. So with an active flare-up, I'm like letting that actually dissipate first versus exfoliating off like actual rashes and, and you know, sometimes even scabs. Like I'm just staying away from those areas. But when I have, you know, I have eczema, but I still need to exfoliate, but my skin is not able to handle harsh exfoliators. So I like turning to either a physical exfoliator that's super, super gentle and one of the ones I really like is the Be The Skin Non-Stimulus Face Polisher, which we've had on our site now for eight years. And it's been a favorite. It's very, very gentle. It's like a gamage peel that's like a very gentle gamage peel. Um, or I do like doing chemical exfoliators. Um, sometimes my capillaries, like I just have weak skin in general. So my capillaries also break more easily and so forth. So uh, the Super Reboot Resurfacing Mask was created to be a actual chemical peel that is pretty potent with 10% AHA and 0.5% DHA. But when we worked with our lab, you know, we were very specific. This has to be okay for people with rosacea, with eczema, with cystic acne, because I feel like there's so many people who feel very excluded from, I really want that robust exfoliation, but then I don't want to have like, skin that's super damaged for for a while in the beginning every lab turned me down nobody wanted to work with us because they were like this sounds like a very impossible project <laughs> and um, the one lab i really really wanted to work with um, i really you know went to them and said okay let's do this differently we have no product development timeline if we need to take 10 years to make this collection we're okay with that we are totally okay to even source ingredients ourselves. Like, let's really collaborate on this. And after about a week, the chief R&D officer made up his mind and he let me know that as a historic first, this really renowned lab, we were the only brand that they dedicated their entire lab of 40 chemists to develop every SKU with us. That's amazing. Well, you are obviously an example of someone who, I mean, you. it's not easy. Like, it's not like you just like, you know, used one product and woke up and your eczema was gone. It's like a lifestyle that you have to maintain. But this is great. I think this is super helpful for a lot of our listeners who struggle because I feel like we do have a lot of listeners who have, you know, eczema and they just like you at a certain point, you feel so helpless sometimes. Um, so 
Thank you for sharing all your secrets. <laughs> so welcome. I want to go back a little bit to uh, your esthetician days. So you went to an esthetician school in Korea. Yeah. And then I actually also went to esthetician school in the U.S. because I also wanted to get licensed oh. in New York as well. Well, this is perfect then because I want to know what like the main differences are in the esthetician schools and like like what are the biggest tenets of esthetician school in Korea versus America? Yeah, so when I went to skin school, that was 20 years ago in Korea in the 90s. What's very interesting is the actual material. So learning about the skin histology, how like different uh, nutrients affect the skin, you know, just learning about the facial muscles, like all of that is largely similar. Um, and in fact, there's even um, Sodesco, an international organization um, for kind of spas that, you know, there's this kind of like a global standard of like what you're really learning and doing. Um, but I would say the biggest difference I've seen comes in the practical hands-on. So the practical hands-on, um, there's, you know, very similar things, but it's also different. So in the U.S., you know, there's sort of like, um, you know, different schools do it different ways, but they're going to teach like different massage moves, whether it's compotement or effleurage, and you basically have to demonstrate um, those moves in your actual state practical. Um, and so I believe, you know, most states, it's like this, where you first need to be um, graduating from an actual accredited esthetician school. Um, and I think most states it's 600 hours. It's that was the requirement in uh, New York. And then you take your if memory serves me right. You take your written exam, and then once you pass that, you take your practical. And basically, you know, in the practical, a huge thing that's actually across the same across the board that I've seen is like sanitation and like hygiene. That's really important. So like, if you drop anything or if you like touch anything or you can't double dip, like you get like points off for that. So. These are the times where like we couldn't appreciate that more. <laughs> so like alcohol spraying everything down is like really important in 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 exams and uh, across the world. I believe that's kind of like especially with like the Sodesco kind of um, standards that are like interrelated. Um, and then you know the massage moves are demonstrating that. And as long as you're kind of and then there's also like a waxing component, like some makeup component. So as long as you're kind of going through the um, specifics and you demonstrate an understanding of why you're doing that massage move and so forth, you pass. In Korea, and again, this was different than when I was um, there, you know, back in the 90s, but back in the day, there wasn't this like national licensure. You would graduate from a school and then you just are able to practice, uh, whether it's in that school or somewhere else, but you just kind of uh, just get the education and you're like almost certified by schools or you're almost, um, you're like related to certain schools and you, you can open up a practice and so forth. And there's like different requirements back in the day that you can't just open up a practice, but long story short now in Korea, I think since like the early 2000s, I hear, um, there is this national licensure exam. And in Korea, there's actually even a national, I think it's yearly esthetician competition where there's thousands of estheticians that compete. There's like the facial Olympics. It's like pretty fascinating. <laughs> and it's like, 
you know, Sedesco and the Korean government, I think they join hands and they run this like whole competition and they're looking at everything from technique to sanitation to like how are your actual practical skills and what is your touch like? And so there's this big emphasis on um, specific moves and like a real mastery of the techniques. I would say that the biggest difference I see is in the US, there's a lot more usage of devices in, you know, facial spas. And in Korea, the devices are used a lot more um, in dermatologist offices. And that's where you kind of go for your like device facials. But for uh, estheticians, there's still like much more emphasis and I think variety of different massage techniques. It's like a lot more usage of the hand. I'm like drooling listening to you talk about spas because it's been <laughs> so long since we've gotten a facial. The amount of money I would pay to get a facial right yeah. now and a massage. Just like, Seriously. That's why I, I spend all my time on YouTube watching other people get massages and facials. I just pretend like it's me. It's not as gratifying, <laughs> but it's uh, And also... Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, Kirby and I have both never been to Korea. It's like on my bucket list. I like need a Shangpri facial. Like, it's like number one on the top of my list. So hopefully we'll be able. We'll do a facial tour, Kirby. <laughs> I also want to go back to um, talking about the the product that sort of put Peach and Lily on the map: the Glass Skin Refining Serum. Um, be did you ever think that it would become like reach the level that it has reached? And like, why do you think oh. people love it so much? Like what, why is it so good? <laughs> How is it so good? You know, the reason that it's really, I think um, helping so many people is that number one absence of things that's really important because you don't want to have like five steps forward with your skin because there's all these like great beneficial ingredients and then four steps back because there's also ingredients that can actually agitate skin. So starting with that, and then we thought very long and hard about um, what does skin need to really, really thrive. And when I think about skincare, I really think about it like nutrition. So, you know, when we think about the meal that we had today, um, you know, you're never like today, this was a great healthy meal for me because I got, I had a five course meal and that's a complete meal because what if every single course was only full of sugars? And instead, you know, we are all aware that when we think about nutrition, it's like the food groups. Do I have my lean proteins? Do I have my complex carbohydrates and so forth? Um, and with skin, it's very similar. It's not just about, do I have like all these products, but it's more about, is my skin getting all those different elements that it really needs? And the elements that we, um, that I, I really, really see skin kind of needing that 360 support is first humectants, because, you know, without hydration, we talked about like the chain reaction of all the things that happen. So this has, you know, an abundance of hyaluronic acid to really add different molecular weights to really help moisturize different layers of skin. And then because these days we are facing just like all those stressors, we really want anti-inflammatories in there. So there's 2% niacinamide as well as Sika to really help with that. And then antioxidants because so many things just cause free radical damage for us, including pollution and excessive exposure to the sun, internal stress. So there's mountain yam extract. Um, and then 
our skin also needs essential fatty acids and vitamins and minerals. So there's peach extract in there for that. Um, and then of course, you know, we do want the brightening benefits of so the niacinamide also doubles as that without, you know, with vitamin C, which I also love as an ingredient, sometimes that can be a little bit more finicky for um, some skin types. And so the niacinamide is usually a lot more, uh, just people can find that more widely kind of accessible. And then of course, you know, we all want bouncier, firmer skin. And so there's a peptide complex in there that really helps to firm up skin. And actually that firming up action is what helps pores look tightened up. They don't actually tighten up, but they look more tightened up because your skin is getting that firming action. Those different elements kind of all work together with the absence of, you know, things like fragrance and, you know, things that can be agitating to skin. And then of course, it's all about the formulation as well. It's all about um, the texture. Like, is it, how is it absorbing into skin? All those things combined is what's really helping the glass skin serum approach skin from this kind of holistic way and delivering results that um, you're not like trading off like one issue for another. And you're kind of seeing this holistic improvement that tackles a multitude of concerns because it's all about just approaching it um, from multiple angles. I was going to say, it's just, it's a perfect product too for like skincare newbies or people who are lazy with skincare because it literally does so many things and it replaces, you know, using a handful of serums, you know? It's like definitely one that we recommend to like a lot of our friends or pe listeners who are looking for like one, you know, serum to invest in. So thanks, Leisha. Oh, thank you. We want to dive into a speed round. So Sarah, do you want to kick things off? Yes. Okay. So speed round, basically, we're going to um, ask you a question and try to answer it as short as possible. Could be one word answer, one sentence. What is your favorite skincare ingredient? Niacinamide. Ooh, okay. I mean, I think that is a good one. And we kind of know why, because you explained it a, a couple seconds ago. <laughs> what is the most overrated skincare ingredient? Retinol. <gasps> oh. Wait, we need to know why. We have to have a follow-up. <laughs> I think that there are a lot of different ways to approach um, brightening your skin, boosting cell turnover, firming your skin without necessarily some of the downside that retinol comes with. And so um, I think, especially in Korea, there's like a lot of different things you do without necessarily turning to retinol. My mom is, you know, almost in her 70s. She looks so, so, her skin just looks like, she is glass skin gold. She has not used a drop of retinol in her routine um, ever to date. Um, and, you know, I think you don't always need to have retinol in your uh, routine. I know that's going to make a lot of people happy because a lot of people hate the retinol ugly phase. So, yeah. An <laughs> <laughs> in ingredient or trend do you think we're going to see a lot of in 2021? I think more bare faced looks. I think so too. I feel like especially because of COVID and everything happening right now, I think people are actually taking inventory of what works for them and what they actually need versus like what they think they need or what they've been told that they need. Right, yeah. Is there like an ingredient or anything that you think like, you know, based on like Korean skincare trends, like anything that you think we might see more of? Sika, potentially, although that, you know, we are seeing a lot of that already. Um, I think, but like Sika complexes, 
I actually am starting to see more people um, formulate with ceramides again as an emphasis as we try to fortify our skin barrier through tough times. Um, and interestingly, you know, we haven't seen so many products in Korea yet using bakuchiyo, but that is something that um, I hear a lot of labs kind of tinkering around with in Korea. Like we have bakuchiyo in our um, pure petretinoic eye cream, as well as, you know, retinoic acid found naturally through rosehip seed oil and beta carotene found in vitamin A rich ingredients that's a precursor to retinol without turning to traditional retinol um and so that i think i'm excited to see more formulas that have that targeting upside um, and that was like the inspiration behind the pure peach retinoic eye cream as well without traditional um, retinol type ingredients what is one non peach and lily product that you cannot live without the root tree uv sun shield yeah, I was I was thinking that was probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I like use it all the time, all day long. Okay, we need that. Um, what is the most underrated peach and lily product? Do you think the KBD Rescue Bomb? I already love that. I call it the Windex for you know, like in my big fat Greek wedding, the Windex that fixes all things. <laughs> it fixes everything. Yeah, um, when I was when I was pregnant, I'm still pregnant, but like very early on, I had like a rash on my neck and nothing was working. And I was just slathering on the K-Beauty Rescue Balm and it was, it saved me, so. Wow, that's awesome to hear. Windex, like Windex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last one is what's the best facial you've ever gotten in your entire life? Definitely at Shane Creek. No, actually, my family facialist um so in korea it's not like super uncommon to have a family facialist basically there's um, a facialist that your family kind of all goes to and um usually this person is like their own practice and not like a hole in the wall but they might just be like in an apartment um or it's not like where they live per se but they'll like rent out an apartment it's like a very intimate uh vibe and it's very easy because they're not um publicly open per se so you just make a call and you're like hey can i come in with like my sister today or like my aunt or you know and it kind of becomes like a little bit of a social activity and my family facialist um she is i mean i've known her since i was like a little like a toddler and i'm like wait a minute you generally look like my age now for like the last like you know 30 something years what is going on and i you know i i know her age but i just like also i'm like this is amazing and she is incredible and in fact i found out that for that national facial competition she won the grand 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 prize and she just knows my skin really well also but she is fantastic and she just kind of customizes like when she sees you it's not like you go in there for a specific like named treatment it's just all customized and that was the most impressive like before and after i've ever experienced i want a family facialist Damn. What an amazing concept. I, a family facialist. <laughs> also because then it 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 definitely it really helps because they not only, you know, you, like you said you you've known them for your entire life so they know your skin better than you probably. They also know like the skin type of your family members, you know, your mom, your sisters, whatever, 
which helps inform them. That's uh, we are so behind over here. (laughs) Seriously, get it together, USA. Um, Alicia, that's it. Your time with us is up. You can get the hell out of here if you want to. I know that we've just been (laughs) taking up this, making you sit in the sun. Yeah, making you sit in the sun. (laughs) <laughs> no, this <laughs> it's okay. I have my sun shield on and this was just like the most awesome conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Before we go, I have to bring up something that <laughs> like I, I just will never forget this. Alicia, do you remember what happened when Sarah and I saw you? Yeah, I do remember. We had that girl who would do anything to get a, an <laughs> Alicia Yoon facial. I don't know how she did it. If this does not convince you that Alicia Yoon is in high demand, there was a girl pretending to be another beauty editor who was literally based in New York and she was like committing identity theft slash fraud to be in the suite with Alicia. Yes. She mission impossible herself. It is truly remarkable that she got that far. Like, I honestly am kind of impressed. And then we, when, when we were scared. recounting, it's terrifying. When we were recounting this situation the next day at a, a Tatcha event, she showed up as a different person. Did you know that? I think somebody had mentioned that. And I was like, oh, wow, a very dedicated, um, I guess, skincare follower. But Yeah, I do remember that moment because I was highly confused when I'm in the middle of a facial and, you know, like this was like in California, we're based in New York. So we had rented out a private um, hotel suite for these facials and, you know, the doorbell rings and, you know, it was not like the scheduled time and somebody comes saying that there's somebody else but like also that person was a real person but also not on the list because they are in it was all very confusing (laughs) but you know I just looked at my Instagram page and I still have a highlight on my Instagram that says imposter question mark and basically it's me going PSA for editors reporters PR and brands and it's me basically being like this woman is because she took Sarah's identity at one point she like went to an event and was pretending to be Sarah and everyone like of course like the PR there like you are not Sarah Tan what are you talking about um good times good times love i brought a little drama to the beauty world like i kind of loved it you know a a little scary a little like mysterious great um anyways that's how high in demand alicia is if y'all are curious um alicia thank you so so much for spending time with us where can our listeners find you and peach and lily so peach and lily it's just at peach and lily um that's our handle. That's our website name, like the fruit and the flower. And then I'm just Alicia Yoon 212. 212. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with our special guest, Alicia Yoon. You can follow us on social at Instagram and Twitter, which is Los Angeles Pod, and find us on Facebook, search Los Angeles, and join our Facebook group. And remember, we have a website. You can access all of our episodes there, read about them, access links to the different products we talk about, and the beauty news stories that we discuss as well. We'll see you next week. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 